So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. You want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into? Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week, it's a show! Harley Quinn versus Three South. My name is Jimmy, and I sing low bass and baritone. My name is Dan, and I prefer humbuckers over single coil pickups, except when it comes to telecasters. My name is Jeff, and I could never remember which brand of ginger ale I prefer. <laughs> uh, well, I have thoughts on all of these. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I was aware that you sing low bass, but do you really confidently have the range to say you sing baritone? Yeah, I think so. You could pull like, it when off? I was in, yeah, when I was uh, a sophomore in Chamber Singers, I sang baritone. Oh, okay. And I think I think I could still do it. I think my range is actually higher now than it was when I was in high school because like I just sing along to the radio now. Yeah. So my range is shrunk it's... because I'm not like practicing singing. Right. Same my way. range is really good, guys. Give me a song and I'll <laughs> sing it right now. Uh Mary Rolling had a the little deep lamb. by Adele. I was trying to think of a way to mash them together. <laughs> Mary had a Little lamb, little lamb. <laughs> that's little great, Jeff. Lamb, that's just Mary had a little lamb. There's yeah, no Adele in there. There's no at Adele all. in there. It's just louder. Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> Mary had a tiny little lamb. She <laughs> went to the farm and killed it and ate its flesh. Cool. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, what are the runners up in your contention of best ginger ale? Okay, j- just because uh, it's it's like the Pepsi versus Coke thing, right? They're just most they're they're everywhere. That's what everybody knows. I can never remember if Schweppes or Canada Dry is better, right? So like, if, if I could choose, Seagrams. Yeah, see, that's another one too. That's another one of the like the three. Seagram's is kind of like the RC, or one of them is the RC, and I can never remember which one, right? So there's Coke, Pepsi, RC. You got Schweppes, Canada Dry, Seagram's. I can never remember because I I prefer ginger ale when I'm eating Indian. It's like the best drink to eat Indian. And the place that I used to go to had they always had one and it just complimented it well. So I'm like, this is the one that I prefer and I always mm. get the wrong one. And I never remember which one is the right one. Like uh, sometimes I'll get it. And I'm like, yeah, this is right. But like, I, I mean like Fox and park ginger ale is like superior. It's uh, mm. it's a local brand. Even right now I'm drinking Fago ginger ale, which I got from Aldi, which is it's good, but like of those like couple or three, I can never remember which one. I, and to this day, right now, I don't fucking know. Sorry, Jim, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Jeff, I think 
I think we really have to settle this on our first episode of So Discussions. Ooh. I think that's what we got to do. Wow. Yeah. We're, we have to we'll wait till after we'll the do. pandemic, but I'm down we'll for do that. Showdown, Ginger Ale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dan, yours was just so perfectly tech nerdy that I don't even, I've played instruments for 20 years and I don't, I know what a humbucker is, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's just that like certain guitars usually come stock with certain pickups. Uh, and generally speaking, for the type of music that I play, I like humbuckers. I think they're a fuller sound and I think they're a lot less noisy. Those are the ones that okay. are like wide. Single coils are what's in like uh, Stratocast- Stratocasters. They're like pickups that are, uh, I don't know why they're single coils. They're wrapped only one time with wires or something. Yeah. Uh, but the exception is Telecasters. They have this weird single coil pickup in the bridge that always sounds good. And uh, sometimes I underestimate them. Like right now, my normal guitar is uh, having some work done. So I'm using my Telecaster as a backup guitar. And I was so worried that it was just going to be noisy and hissy and just sound like shit. And as soon as I plugged in, I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Is that active know. or passive? It's active, right? No, no, they're all. These are all passive pickups. Oh, oh, oh! I, I actually, my favorite. I use EMG eighty one and eighty five active humbuckers. If you want to get real nerdy, but uh, right, that guitar's in the shop. So yeah, just a standard passive teleco- Telecaster pickup is uh is pretty good. Hmm. This means nothing to me. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. It means like a little bit to me. I'm still like. Okay, I believe you. Uh, Dan, do we have any reviews, ratings, tweets? We got a very emails. nice... Uh, somebody slid into our DMs and uh, had some nice things to say about in. it. Just so smooth and deep. Just get right in there. Yeah, this is from a listener named Sid. Uh, he's in, he's new to the podcast. He says, hey there, I've listened to a few episodes and I'm really enjoying them. A nice change from the usual podcast. Always love Doctor Who, so I like those episodes. Keep up the great work. I'll definitely pass your podcast along to a few friends. Oh, my God. I love this. What I love most about this is we have done four Doctor Who episodes so far. So, (laughs) Jimmy, next week, I'm going to talk you and Dan into Big Finish Doctor Who stories. Oh, let's do it. (laughs) I'm down. Please no. I quit. <laughs> Which is funny because he's been talked into every Doctor Who episode that we've had. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Thanks, man. Jeff, I did not talk about something that I looked around my house and saw like shoes or candles. So this week, as each week, we talk ourselves into something. Uh, I'm talking myself into something that could very well become a full episode in the future, guys. Okay. Uh, That's I'm borderline before, right sure. now. Yeah. I'm borderline right now, but uh, I'm talking myself into Phoebe Bridgers. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've. She is very much in, in the cultural in the zeitgeist, cultural zeitgeist, zeitgeist yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. At the time of recording this, it's the middle of February, and uh, Phoebe Bridgers was the musical guest recently on Saturday Night Live. She made a lot of controversy uh, by smashing a guitar, which shouldn't be controversial, but probably because she's a woman. A lot of men didn't like it. Um, How dare a woman show strong emotions? Well, the sad thing is they don't even actually they don't even bring that into it. Like they think they're not being sexist. But just by the fact that you're like questioning it at all is sexist because 
Uh, Pete Townsend made a career of it. Kurt Cobain made a career of it. And everyone yeah. just thought it was I was just cool. going to say, like, Nirvana was on <laughs> SNL and they did that. Smashed everything, yeah. Uh, yeah. What I was uh, noticing more about that performance was not the guitar smashing. It was that she was really good and mm. her songs were interesting and moody and uh, had, like, a really cool ebb and flow of dynamics and energy which i appreciate so uh another thing that i appreciate about her appreciate about her is i i like these newfangled artists who understand uh that their music will be consumed mostly on streaming services so yeah she has an official playlist on spotify called who the fuck is phoebe bridgers sorry jim and uh <laughs> it's just sort of like a collection that she's curated of her favorite songs and a, you know a different order than just listening to the album so that's cool I, i've been listening to it a lot it makes really good music when i'm like doing homework or working or whatever um like i said it's it's not all super brash and over the top a lot of it is subdued and moody and just atmospheric it's it's fun though did yeah, she play I, at the super bowl or am i thinking just of the weekend uh i don't think she appeared at the super bowl i i didn't uh, watch the super bowl pro- because probably not. I, I think they were, <laughs> they were both being talked about at the same time so yeah. maybe i'm just equating that yeah I'm actually, okay. I, I actually didn't watch uh the most recent episode of snl yet but and i would say half the time i fast forward through the musical act if i know who they are yeah but like same. somebody like phoebe bridgers i'm going to be watching just to hear it. like i've we've even talked about this before like i think you discovered father john misty on snl and uh, i'm yeah, like I've, I've, there's plenty of uh, performances on SNL. Like Machine Gun Kelly last week, I fast forward that shit. I don't want to even hear. Yeah. I don't, I don't care at all. I'm not interested in that. But yeah, somebody like Phoebe Bridgers, I'll totally listen to. Yeah, I recognize her name. I know she's a, a critic's darling. She's a favorite of uh, the internet's busiest music nerd, Anthony Fantano. So when I heard she was playing, I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And I yeah, the it. name, the name is in a lot of like music circles that I'm into. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think I've probably heard her music, but I don't know it if I have. Well, you might be talked into it someday. Mm. Wow. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? I am talking myself into a podcast that I'm surprised I didn't start rec- like earlier, but uh, this is a podcast called Late in Night with Brian Wecht. Um, so Brian is Ninja Brian from Ninja Sex Party. Uh, of course, of. Jimmy. I was, <laughs> yeah, like, I, know. I was like, this is interesting. What will this be about? And you're like, it's a Game Grumps thing. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it it just so happens that they both work for Game Grumps, but this isn't like necessarily yeah, like I'm a just, Game Grumps thing. I'm yanking your um, little chain, boy. I know you are. You're always yanking on my little chain. Um, so uh, this this podcast is good because um, they're they're definitely two people that I wouldn't necessarily put together. Like Brian is like a 45 year old man, and Layton is like a 22 year old woman. Um, but um, I thought it was an interesting like perspective. They're talking about like it, it's it's a podcast for the. Um, I think they describe it as the podcast for the people that are online. And they do talk about like a, a lot of online stuff. Like Layton uh, wrote for a video game called Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator, which Gabe <laughs> Grumps uh, published. <laughs> um, oh, I've never no, actually they played found it, out my online handle, Dream I Daddy. Know. <laughs> um and uh brian obviously is a comedy writer he he writes music and stuff too and brian i always found super fascinating because i don't think i talked about that when we talked about nsp but um he has a phd in theoretical physics which i think is very interesting and he mm-hmm. was like a, a college professor in england so and, he's um, he's really good at making shit up yeah basically nice um 
so um and then he like quit that to be in a in a comedy band called ninja sex party which i think is very funny um but yeah i think he's a really interesting dude um i like hearing his stories and stuff he has a daughter named audrey who's adorable um i like hearing the stories and it's very funny they give like advice in the beginning and um i don't think they're i'm still making my way through the podcast there's like 50 ish episodes um and i think i'm only on like 15 or something but uh it's very enjoyable at the end they do a segment called peaches and lemons where they talk about one thing that bothered them for the day and then three good things that happened to the day and i thought it was a cute little segment and uh it's fun i enjoyed the podcast a lot nice and uh yeah jeff what are you talking yourself into talking myself into upgrading technology oh. uh yeah i realized there was like four or five things recently that i've been upgrading uh the first one was my phone i had a uh, samsung galaxy s8 for like three and a half years phone's great works fine i have no problems with it but uh i was like there's there's a lot newer phones let me just look to see like what the deal is with these and uh, i was deciding whether i should get the most recent one that came out like the week i got this phone the galaxy s21 or the one from last year the s20 and i I went with the s20 i like the specs more the i like uh pretty much everything about it more it just seemed like for the amount like the 400 extra dollars i didn't really need I didn't think it was worth it. So I got the S20 Ultra Plus 5G. And wow. uh, the thing about that is that, you know, my area is in the 5G network, except for my phone doesn't get 5G at home or the office. So the places <laughs> I will be 100% of my life, I don't get 5G. Very cool. Uh, the other <laughs> thing I recently updated is my internet because without 5G or barely 4G at my home, I need internet. But I had Frontier, which is the absolute worst internet service I ever had, and trying to troubleshoot for months. Finally, somebody there is like, yeah, in your area, the most you can get is 12 megabytes down. And I was like, that is absolute horse dick, and I am not going to pay for this anymore. (laughs) So I switched uh, providers, and now I'm getting 111 megabytes down. Cool. I technologied. So Yeah. yeah, now I can actually like use stuff and like not have to like load forever like i'm living in the year 2003 um another thing i upgraded i think i sent it to dan was uh i've been using a receiver for my record player that dan gave me like over 10 years ago that his uncle gave Dude, him like over 10 years 20 years that. ago yeah i've had it for a long time it, the brand is called archer i didn't even know what it was called but like i've been i've been having problems like the sound's been cutting out and like i'm fidgeting with it i'm like my speakers are hooked up right like what's going on with this but i've had a a really good denon receiver that my dad gave me like five years ago just in my basement but it's bulky so i just never use it i'm like eh, it's kind of big so i brought it upstairs i plugged it in and oh my god this shit sounds like butter it is so good (laughs) and i'm like like i love vinyl records vinyl records and uh they've they've sounded fine but this is like eye-opening to me and this this receiver (laughs) isn't even this one is like i remember him buying this in like 98 so i mean it's old but it's just so good. It, it sounds, and I've been using the same speakers. I have uh, two Boston speakers hooked up. I could hook up more, but I'm in a condo and like it, these things, like I put it at like 5% and the walls are shaking. It's so good. And I was like, oh my God, the bass sounds so nice. So I put on uh, 
a rap song and i was like i don't have enough hip-hop in my collection to uh-huh. like really appreciate so now i'm like going down this rabbit hole of trying to think of what nice. records i should buy but yeah it's just it's so nice and uh jimmy i was texting you a little bit this yeah. guy i work with is a, a dork and he just built himself a new computer and i was like man i really need to do that and he's like for fun i'll do it for you what do you need and i was like well uh, you know i need it for like work because we work together so i have to tell you that and uh you know like some some <laughs> Some audio editing, some downloading of things and uh, to play some magic arena. And he's like, I got you. And he like built this computer and he's been like tweaking it for uh, for like a week or so. And I sent it to Jimmy. I was like, does this guy know what he's talking about? And uh, you were giving me some tips. So I'm probably going to be buying that today. So I'm just like, I'm going wow. crazy in the technology, bro. I love. Yeah, technology. that's cool. Technology. And I still <laughs> will not buy a good microphone for this podcast. <laughs> It's very on brand. What up, Blue? I love your Yeti snowball, baby. (laughs) My Yeti snowball. Yeah, that's why I said your Yeti snowball. Uh. (laughs) Showcase showdown. Come on down. I'm Bob Barker, and you're you're Dana. Get your pet spade and Carvey. neutered. Not Dana Carvey. What's his Dana name? Dana Carvey. <laughs> Drew Carey, Drew the Carey. other guy whose initials are DC. <laughs> DC, that's fitting. Uh, yeah, so Dan or Jimmy, one of you guys, I don't remember. I give you guys credit, and the other one's like, that was actually my idea. Came up a long time ago for the idea of having a showdown where we take two topics that like we want to talk about but like not really um and we we put and them all the same category yeah so like today we're doing two uh half hour cartoons right yep so we'll get a little bit more into the actual topics but the format of the show is um it's much like a round a record round table we've had a halloween round table uh, you know, thing things of that nature where Dan is going to give us episodes of Harley Quinn. Uh, well, Jimmy, really. Um, and yes. I'm going to give you guys episodes of Three South. So this is all focused on Jimmy. Jimmy is the one. Like, Dan and I can the say... One. I can say whether I was talking to Harley Quinn. Dan can say whether he was talking to Three South. But Dan and I are teaming up to try to convince Jimmy that we're our topic is We're not teaming better. up. We're no, going we're against te- each other. Yes, we're going against each other. We're teaming up in opposition of <laughs> that means nothing alternate facts damn we are uh yeah fake news uh we are going to we can also try to sway jimmy you know i can point out things yeah. about harley quinn that that's a good idea oh I yeah think, i didn't I think like about that. that yeah and i could also point out things about three south that i think are not good that's actually a really good idea so we're gonna do two levels of this so once we come oh, yeah, back I think it's regardless if I'm talking to either of them. I have yeah. to pick which one is better. Right. Even right. if you're so talking you to could, both of them or you could be talked into both or neither, which will be funny. I think that if you're talking to one, but not the other, the winner, the, the choice <laughs> would be clear. clear. But like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to do Harley Quinn first. So we'll go through that. Dan will ask you if you were talked into it. You'll say yes or no. Right. We're going to go through three South. I'm going to ask you if you were talked into it. You'll say yes or no. And then we're going to get into the, the battle, I guess, where <laughs> this is still, we're figuring it out, but we're going to try to convince you which one is better and then you're going to tell us which one you liked more and that's the winner 
right? right. So you could have two no's, two yeses, a yes and a no, but we still need to know. And by the way, if, Jeff, I think at the end of each of our segments, we should say whether we were talked into it as well. So oh, you, for sure, you yeah. Could quite possibly talk me into three south, and I could talk you into Harley Quinn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we could do that, but that's not like the main point of this is to know what Jimmy liked more. But for sure, I still want to get like your opinion on three south, and we're gonna yeah. get my opinion on Harley Quinn. But Jimmy yeah. is you're the boy, Jimmy. Oh, I'm always the boy. <laughs> so since Harley Quinn, <laughs> he's the the chosen boy. Once I was that little boy. Uh, so yeah, let's since, get into the topic, Stan. Why since Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn is going first, uh, Jimmy, uh, I'd like to know uh, if you have any exposure. We're talking about the recent series from 2019. It originally premiered on DC Universe. It's now on HBO Max. Yeah, I know it exists. I know it has good voice actors. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's very crass. And yep. um, that's all I know about it. It is uh, It is intended for adult audiences. As you stated, it has, it has like a pretty amazing voice cast. So Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory and the Flight Attendant plays Harley Quinn. Lake Bell, who is an actress that Jeff and I really enjoy. Um, I like her too, yeah. She plays She's Poison good. Ivy. You got Alan Tudyk filling out a lot of roles. Uh, Tony Hale. Um, Ron Funches, the stand-up comedian, is in it. Jason Alexander, J.B. Smoove. It's a veritable who's who of funny voices. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty revolutionary because it's... Well, I mean, I guess you could say it's an offshoot of the Birds of Prey movies um, with Harley Quinn right. or, you know, Suicide Squad. But it's a it's a take that's focused on Harley rather than her just being Joker's abused, victimized sidekick. Um, right. And yeah, it's uh, it's really well done. It's super funny, but it also is like a really positive exploration of female friendship, female empowerment. Uh, there's a lot of like LGBTQ representation in it. It's it's woke AF, Jim, is what I would say as a 33 year old <laughs> white male. Um, I'm excited for this. I love like DC cartoons. I love their animated movies and stuff. I think um, they definitely have that in the bag uh, as opposed to Marvel. So yeah, um, and I think it's, I'm excited. I'm really happy it's on HBO Max because no one ever on Earth was going to subscribe to a DC Universe streaming right. service. So I'm asking you to watch more episodes than jeff is because that's my personality number one uh but also i think the first half of the first season is just like really strong and each episode covers its own sort of segment of uh, like i don't want to get into the the overarching theme of the season but well okay i am the overarching theme of the season is harley quinn is breaking away from joker and wants to be known as a fully fledged supervillain on her own yeah So each of these episodes are sort of addressing a part of what it takes to become a supervillain. So I'm asking you to watch the first five episodes of season one. They are called Till Death Do Us Part, A High Bar, So You Need a Crew, Finding Mr. Right, and Being Harley Quinn. And uh, like I said, they're all on HBO Max. They're less than a half an hour long. I think you'll uh, enjoy them. And Jeff, you haven't seen any of it either, have you? No, I haven't. I'm I'm pretty hard on DC because I don't like anything that they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I've heard good things about this, but I've heard good things about a lot of DC things that are bad. So I'm still skeptical. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Like if I like it, I like it. But we'll see. All right. Well, I think you will, Jeff. Yes. What are you using to battle Harley Quinn? 
so this is this is a show that it was only on for two months. It was one season, November 2002 to January 2003. It was I was a senior in high school when this came out, and I remember it very fondly. I was uh, friends with this kid uh, whose name was also Jeff, and we like we love this show. We would like talk about it all the time whenever a new episode aired. And we're like, ha did you see this episode? Of you haven't said the name of the show. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Three South. Um, so this came out in a block on MTV. It was three South and clone high. Now clone high, the creators went on to win Oscars for into the spider verse clone high is getting renewed. So rather than uh, do the smart thing and be in the cultural <laughs> zeitgeist and talk about clone high, <laughs> I'm going to talk you guys into three South. This is a show that like not a lot of people remember or care about. Uh, I remember buying a bootleg of this on eBay. It was on two discs. I don't know where those discs are, but luckily some kind soul uploaded it to YouTube. So you can find the episodes there. I'm going to have you. I'm going to have you guys watch three episodes. I just pick three. Don't remember them. But I love this show because it is it's it's a coming of age tale, Jimmy. Uh, Uh. Not really. It's it's about it's kind of like the late 90s, early 2000s, like high school to college transition. Um, but it stars Brian Posehn. This is the first time I even heard Brian oh, Posehn. So this is like my him. introduction to him. Um, Brian Posehn and Brian Dunkelman, who, Jimmy, if you don't know Brian Dunkelman, when American <laughs> Idol first started, it had two hosts. It was Ryan Seacrest and Brian Dunkelman. Oh, my Dunkelman. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brian Dunkelman, Brian Dunkelman left, and he regretted it. <laughs> very much i actually he was on the stern show talking about like his life went into like a downward spiral because like ryan seacrest is still very famous and rich and he is dunkelman not- was like i'm worth more money and you can't do this american idol show without me yeah <laughs> they uh, did <laughs> they still they are did. so this is just like um I haven't seen the show in a while and it's still a show that like I is very close to me. So I want to rewatch it. Um, but it was created by family guy writer, Mark Henteman, who also plays a character and like some other actors on the show, which I don't remember, but the internet tells me is true. Jeffrey Tambor. Uh, not, not great now. Um, <laughs> And Seth MacFarlane did some voices in it too. So I'm, I'm actually very excited to watch this again. And I'm excited to bring it to more people's attention. Uh, you guys and listeners of our show, because you know, we're going to have a lot of people listen to this and maybe they'll go watch it and just be like, yeah, that was good. Cause I, it's just, it's like this hidden gem to me that I want more people to know about. Hmm. Well, give us. Did I know about this? No, Jeff. Give us the elevator pitch. Like, what is this show about? Loosely, it is about having fun in college. Like, that's literally (laughs) it. It's just, it's, it's just silly. There's no real like ongoing storyline. It was only one season. You just follow uh, these two characters. The main characters' names are Dell and Sanford, and they're just, they're just. oafs and kind of like losers like i believe sanford is brian posein and he's like this big guy and he's he's just like crazy and wants to have fun and dell is more like subdued and just brought into these situations uh that's the dunkle man yeah that's dunkle man and (laughs) there's an ra named todd and he's like He's he's a crazy dude. I don't remember much about it, to be honest with you. I just remember loving it so much in like four years, just like rewatching these DVDs. Um, But it has been some time since I've seen it. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited uh, for you guys to see it. I think that 
I think Jimmy will like it, but Dan will hate it. But that's all I care about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just I want well, Jimmy. I want him to like this more than Harley Quinn. And like it, Harley Quinn is probably a, a more well produced show, has a bigger budget, has a lot more famous people. But I, I think, think that I this can might. Get- I think I can get Jeff on my side just now, just before even watching it by telling him that Jason Alexander voices a cyborg character whose name is Cy Borgman. <laughs> That's it's okay. I mean, it's not really, <laughs> it's one of the best things ever. Well, we'll see Dan, because when we come back, Jimmy is going to decide who is victorious. It's Jeff. I don't know. I have no idea. Should we'll we find put out. like stakes on this? Should we have like trophies we give out or like what should we do? What should the winner get, Dan? I don't know. We should brainstorm that before the second half. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. This is fun. We're having fun. <laughs> How about if I win, over. I get all your venison? <laughs> That's a lot of venison. No. <laughs> <laughs> and if you win, you get all the venison I have in my freezer, which is... <laughs> pounds of venison that you gave me i gave you like three pounds and i have like 55 pounds left that's not a fair trade okay we'll figure it out either way venison is getting exchanged this is a first for talk me into we are doing two things head to head and I'm very excited to talk about both. Duking um, it out and duking yeah. it out in the way that is fighting, not pushing a turd through your butt. Cause wow, that's that's a new <laughs> okay. way of looking at it. I've uh, never also, thought about it that way. This is our biggest stretch from our typical format. This is very right. difficult for us. Please bear with us in this time of growing. It's, it's simple, <laughs> but you'll you'll find a way to F it up. Yeah. We'll give you an agony. Jimmy, who time. wins the showdown? Did I do that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's start let's start this battle, Jimmy. Let's let's go with Harley Quinn first. Let's do this. Sure. Uh so Harley Quinn starts off in the very beginning. Uh I don't know anything about this other than what Dan told us. Right. And basically it starts off with a um sort of like a heist between with Harley on a boat uh, with a bunch of like these uh, people that Rich are people. just the bad guys. Yeah, just bad guys in Arkham um, or not uh, Arkham. Gotham. Uh, Gotham. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Getting my. Um, he's, Jeff, he's already up. screwed up the whole episode. Yeah, no, we're all done. I already um, quit the podcast. So I'm just here as a formality. <laughs> yeah. So basically this starts off. Uh, everything is uh, going to shit because the Joker is also there and he's just putting a big kibosh on Harley's plan. And Harley is not a big fan of that at all. Um, yeah, Harley just, wants to basically rob all these people. And Joker's like, right. oh, by the way, I ripped someone's face off and I'm going to <laughs> set you all on fire. And she's right. like, what are you doing? Like, this was supposed to be my heist. Right. Um, so that happens. And then Harley just beats the shit out of everybody. And uh, it's very graphic and um, also very graphic vulgarly as yeah. well, too, which yeah. um, hit me off uh, in the very beginning. And I was like. This is a little off-putting. Um, I I'm didn't glad, know how to I'm feel glad, about it. I'm glad you said that, Jim, because that's... Yeah. All right, so uh, when we Jeff, were recording... don't start carrying it down now. You can like it, too. No, I can, but I'm being honest in my review. Well, I have I have pros and cons I wrote down, sir. Um, for some reason, I can't find the notes on episode one, but when... 
when I was first watching this, I was like, all right, I know that this is more for adults, right? They are aiming to do a show because it's popular, like the Rick and Morty's of the world. And Deadpool right. was a successful uh, two movies that came out. And it feels like they know that and they just wanted to put as many F words as possible and not even in like a funny way. It just every single swear seems shoehorned in. And like, you know, when we were recording some uh patreon exclusive stuff that we don't bleep out to be funny uh dan got a little upset at me because i was swearing a little bit just as a like at first we're like haha we can swear f this f that um but this goes all out and it's it's not funny and it's not like i'm not offended by it i'm not offended by the brashness of it but it just seems unnecessary and Mm. And at first swearing isn't funny. Swearing inherently isn't funny. And that was my biggest problem with the show. Um, Overall, I mean, listen, I understand that argument with this first episode. It's clear that they wanted to be like, hey, this is the type of show we are. Right. But I feel like it definitely settles in after a couple episodes. No, it doesn't. I definitely disagree. disagree. I think it's much more conversational. At first, I was like, oh, Harley Quinn's kind of the only one swearing. They're not having Joker swear. Like, is it because he's a big property? And then he just starts dropping F-bombs. And I'm like, okay, this is where we are. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, mean, if that's my biggest problem with the show, I don't think that that goes to show that this is inherently a bad show. I just thought the writing was a little off from there, from that perspective, at least. Um, I think... Um, also my first impressions were with the voice cast too, because obviously with Batman, the animated series, those voices are stuck in our heads. That's all we're going to hear for like whenever we read comic books and stuff. And, um, at first I wasn't a huge fan of Kaylee Cuoco as Harley because like, obviously you're looking for like the accent, you're looking for the voice, you're looking for the fun. Right. Exactly. You want to hear that Tara strong, uh, voice. Um, but as the series went along, I definitely got used to it. And especially because like this show is about Harley breaking away from that. Mm. Um, so I felt it was kind of, um, part of that and um, I feel it like, didn't bother me as much. I feel like honestly, this first episode, it's a setup. It, well, to me, it's like breaking away from the Batman animated series. Like, I feel like this episode feels the least like the rest of the series, like this mm. caper and stuff feels much more the way the action is laid out and everything feels much more like Batman the animated series than the rest of this series which at its core like as we progress throughout is sort of like a buddy cop thing between Harley and Ivy and mm-hmm. we'll get into that more later but mm-hmm. I, I also think that uh, Harley's voice Kaylee Cuoco is doing sort of like a split split the difference thing from her like natural speaking voice and the typical like Harley Quinn weird voice. Uh, As far as splitting from Batman animated series, I forgot if it was this episode or the next one when she gets rid of the classic red and black Harlequin suit and then switches over to her, her suicide squad. I think it's a terrible design, but apparently it's wildly popular. So what do I know? Um, Yeah. I like the design a lot. Yeah. She switches over. She's just going to shit on everything in this show. No, I, mean, no, I, fair, I have kind of pros. I have I literally wrote down. <laughs> well, let's the talk word about pros. the plot of the rest of this episode because there is some important stuff here, which is that um, Harley gets thrown in jail after this heist because Joker's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go now, but don't worry, I'll break you out right away," and right. he doesn't. He just like leaves her in Arkham, and uh, eventually, like uh, Ivy escapes, and um, what Jeff's referring to is that. 
Ivy like convinces, uh, tries to convince Harley that like, listen, the Joker doesn't care about you. He's using you. He's just lying to you about his love and all this stuff. And, uh, so Harley goes over there. She ends up like falling for another one of Joker's lines, which is like, that's right. I had to leave you in prison to keep you safe because like, he's just like toxic male masculinity all rolled up into a package. Yeah. And uh, And I I like that characterization of Joker too, because obviously we have like, we have Jared Leto as Joker. We have um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix Phoenix as a Joker and stuff. And like, they're just agents of chaos. They're not necessarily like, um, not they're not necessarily like the Batman the animated series Joker where he's just a goofball and like occasionally he just kills people. Yeah. Um, it it, it it sort of feels like more like of a structured character mm-hmm. than like a Heath Ledger Joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, it was nice to have that. It's kind of refreshing. Um, and also, whenever we talk about Joker, we got to talk about like voice actor. I thought the voice actor was fine. I thought he was good. I wouldn't say he was like a serviceable like voice of the Joker, but he was fine yeah he doesn't like he doesn't stand out right but i think he's you know he's okay so as as far as like uh we're talking about i mean mark hamill's a tough act to you try to mimic because this this isn't batman the animated series universe but i mean harley quinn came from that you can tell it's right it's loosely related and i think it's pretty funny that the batman that they cast isn't kevin conroy but it's Diedrich uh, Bader who yeah. did the voice of Batman in The Brave and the Bold, which was aimed a lot more towards children, which I think is oh, funny really? that they cast like the kitty Batman to be in this F-bomb show. And I, I think he's a good me, voice though. actor, too. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a good voice actor. And, and I yeah, all, it, 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 it kind of works like as a juxtaposition, too, because like Batman, it, it sort of feels like Batman is like the structure that Gotham needs where like everything else just feels super chaotic. And mm-hmm. like um, it, it's it's kind of funny how it works that way. Well, in the Joker is voice voiced by Alan Tudyk from uh, Firefly and all that stuff. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, he does a lot of voices on this show. Um, uh, but the, the biggest pro, I mean, like, I don't want to you know spend five hours talking about either of these shows but uh the pro the thing i like most about the show in general is the animation is really really sorry in advance jim fucking great um (laughs) it's it's super fluid 2d animation and it's just like the colors pop the action is Mm. smooth the direction is beautiful Oh, they're great. They're smooth. They're not choppy. It doesn't seem like they took any shortcuts. Uh, if they did, then congratulations to the animation team because it it's very, very good. It's a great looking cartoon. Yeah, I yeah, want to move on to the next episode. But the, the one thing I do want to talk about is is sort of the emotional crux of this episode, which is that um, the Riddler kidnaps Harley and Batman and... Um, it basically holds them both hostage and the Joker has to choose which one lives and which one dies. And I thought Har- this was really good. Yeah. And Harley throughout this episode has been having flashbacks to why she stays with the Joker, which is this like proposal where he like gives her a ring and says, till death do us part. Well, in this moment where they're both suspended over vats of acid, she realizes that that's not really how that event took place. He didn't right. hand her a ring. He handed a, her a grenade with the ring pulled out of it. And he didn't say till death do us part to her. He said it to Batman. Yes. And, and yeah, Joker which... says like, oh, that's easy. Drop her. Save Batman. 
Yeah, just the fact that it was very fast and he decided Batman. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, obviously because like Joker and Batman, they're like like destined lovers at this point. Like especially just like looking at it. This I mean, that's way. been explored in a lot of different Batman right. stories. So I thought it was done well. <laughs> It's interesting to see it from Harley's perspective, this realization that, like she says, it's always been him. Like, it was never me. Right. So, obviously, I think that's the big moment in episode one, and she chooses once and for all to be done with Joker. And this was the whole big thing that Ivy uh, basically planned out ahead to to show Harley. Yep. Um, And also, it establishes something that becomes important later on, which is Harley's an unreliable narrator. You can't trust her memories. Obviously, right. she fell into a vat of chemicals just like the Joker, so don't believe everything the way she thinks it happened. Right, exactly. Um, and, I mean, we, we're we obviously going to be talking about it, but I'm sure we're going to be uh, shipping uh, Harley and Ivy a lot during this because I know they are a pre-established thing in, uh, like, the comic books and things Depending like that. on the series, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but then we get into uh, episode two, uh, Jeff, do you want to go over the plot a little bit? Yeah, this one is uh, we're at the bar mitzvah of Penguin's nephew, which <laughs> yes. is which is funny in itself. Uh, and I believe he's voiced by the guy who plays Adam Goldberg because he sounds very Adam Goldbergy. Um, and also this one, Joker is upset because people think that Harley dumped him. So, you know, obviously in this series, we're dealing with uh, breaking up with the Joker. That's the ongoing thing. And Harley trying to right. establish her independence and how she she don't need no man, uh, which is true. Um, hmm. And uh, another pro that I, I will point out, Dan, because I'm not a total poo-poo head, is okay. that uh, this show is good at calling out toxic bro culture. Yeah. Um, which, which is good. And like, I think Joker is being a despicable character is the great person to pin this on, especially since this uh, Joker and Harley Quinn relationship has been uh, outside of the stories themselves, been the subject of talk amongst fans for 25 years that they're actually confronting it and really diving into it. So, yeah, mm. that's that's a good thing uh, about the show. And I believe this is the one where Harley tries to prove that she could like steal the money right she's trying yes. she's still trying to prove herself that she's um an independent villain she's not a sidekick no she and uh, there's some gaffes in there uh you know and it's just hijinks ensues yeah um also talking about voice actors is probably my favorite voice acting uh i don't know who plays him but whoever plays bane does a fucking <laughs> great job because he's basically doing the Dark Knight Rises Bane voice and yeah. just like playing into that. And like, we all love doing the Bane voices. They're all super awesome because like they're just like fun. Yeah. It, it, it's it's always been something fun to make fun of for the past 10 years that movie has been out. So but, Bane um, is voiced by uh, stand-up comedian James Adom- Adomian. Who okay. You guys might be familiar with yeah, him. He, um, I know he he made a lot of press by doing Bernie Sanders impressions for the past several years. Yeah, I've okay. heard him on Comedy Bang Bang a lot too. Yep. But yeah, super good. I was really into that. I was like, yeah, this is like my favorite character in this show now. So and, to me, um, the best part of this episode is actually the B storyline, which is that uh you know, Ivy is basically following Harley around trying to convince her to make good decisions. <laughs> right. And uh while this is happening, she's being like relentlessly hit on by kite man who is like a d-level villain yeah. from batman's rogue squad and at first he seems like this chad type of guy 
but he's actually like there's this sweet kind of romance budding between them throughout this series where he's he's dumb but he like really means well and he like tries to treat ivy really well well i mean he also uh expects uh, her to fuck him you know it's not really he's not a great guy just because no like, but helps. he he goes through a little bit of a transformation yeah sorry jim um <laughs> yeah, yeah i would agree with that um i i think i'm going to talk about poison ivy a little bit more in my overall thoughts um yeah. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I thought this this episode was fine. Um, we really get to see that Harley really likes bashing people's knees in uh, because <laughs> that happened a lot during all of her fight scenes. Mm. And um, I thought, yeah, so yeah. Like, that's another part about the animation when she's beating up like the guards who turn out to be actors. It's very violent and very good animation. And it's just bloody and gory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But to play devil's advocate, Jim, because I have to. This is a showdown, right? Uh, yeah. You know, you know, Dan. For a show that's so progressive, right? They're proving the alt-right pizza gators right. They're talking about 13-year-olds f- adult women. <laughs> and adults are kissing 13-year-old boys in a line. This is this is vile, Daniel. Well, I think it's supposed to be vile. It's the penguin's nephew. Well, there was well <laughs> Okay, I mean, I'm just trying trying to be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you're trying. It, it was funny when the 13 year old boy uh, came back and pretended to be a tree because he needed more kisses from poison. Ivy. Yeah, I think that's pretty innocent. I mean, she kissed them all because they were inadvertently exposed to her pheromones and they would have turned into plants and died. I mean, they did talk a lot about. F- OK, yeah, well, I, I didn't write the show, Dan. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Look it up. Okay. Dinesh D'Souza told me so, Dan. Okay, whatever you say, Jeff. Jimmy, episode three. Yes. Uh, so this episode, I believe, is the one where she's trying to like prove herself to like become like a better supervillain. Yep. Um, I don't remember if that's episode three or episode four. So you need a crew. Yeah, she's putting together her right. her crew. Yes. Um, so in this episode, she's literally like looking around. Um, and she finds uh, Doctor Psycho, which is isn't which isn't a character that I remember. Um, he, Dan, do you know anything about him? I do. Yeah, he was uh, he was part of the um, what was that Sinister Six or whatever. He, he's like okay. a C, a C level uh, villain. He's basically like this diminutive guy who's got like mental telepathy and mind control powers. Yeah. Is he voiced by Andy Dick? Uh, I will find out for you because I watch all five episodes and in the fifth episodes, I was like, I think it's Andy Dick. I was trying to no, place him he's, the whole time. He's actually voiced by Tony Hale. Oh, no, that makes a lot you know of sense. Is. Hey brother. <laughs> <Play Buster. laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. So in, in this, um, <laughs> he gets canceled basically because he calls Wonder Woman the C word on national television. Was, yeah. Which was kind of funny. Yeah, um, it's like, hey, and, you uh, can kill Wonder Woman, but you can't call her the C word. Right. Um, and then uh, uh, Harley finds him like in a bar, uh, mm-hmm. which is being helmed by Clayface. Yeah. Uh, which, which is basically just like her making like her crew. Um, that That's sort of like what this episode is about. And it, uh, we get the different characters. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this episode. Felt a little weak to me, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, mainly I put it in there because I think the introduction of Dr. Psycho and Clayface is good. Um, yeah. Also, like, they're rejects from the Legion of Supervillains as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I, I love Clayface. He's like this wannabe actor guy, and he's also voiced by Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, mostly it's in there as a segue to get you into the next episode where they introduce my favorite member of Harley's crew, King Shark. Yeah, voiced by Ron Funches, which yeah, I really like. Is really good. And also this episode, Finding Mr. Right, um, uh, Harley thinks that she needs to declare a nemesis and her first instinct is Batman, but she ends up sort of getting stuck with Robin. Yes. Uh, I think that I think probably the best thing about this show so far was um, the fact that Robin was a literal child. Yeah. And like he's like voiced by like a 10 year old um, and he just like acts like a 10 year old. Obviously, this is all exaggerated from like the comic books and stuff and like all the jokes that people made about Batman over the years. Yeah. Um, Well, and that goes back earlier to where like the first introduction of Batman, she's like, you think I'm weird? This guy fucks bats. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Um, so, uh, that was really good. And her like battling, um, her battling Robin and stuff, I thought was really funny. So when, Um, when everything went wrong and King shark went like animalistic and started going crazy and the animation's great, Batman comes in. I think the character designs in the show overall are really good. And I really like Batman in it. Um, when he pulls out the shark repellent spray, I literally (laughs) died where I sat from laughter. I was like, yeah, this so is good. the greatest Easter egg of all time. Yeah, and that is just, really good. It was really funny. And it, the animation is really good. Yeah, that's that's really good. <laughs> I think this episode is also the introduction of one of my favorite characters, their cybernetic landlord, Cyborgman. Oh, yeah. You brought him up in the first half. It's yeah, I didn't so think he good. was that funny. Oh, he gets to be so much better even when you find out like more about he has a backstory like they flesh everyone out in this show. Yeah, I think he was definitely more prominent in the next episode, Yeah, uh, which is being Harley Quinn. And Um, I should say he's voiced by Jason Alexander exceptionally. Yeah, he's really good at it. Um, So we get into uh, being Harley Quinn. And um, I think also probably my second favorite joke uh, as opposed to the uh, shark repellent is the fact that they all got shirts that said suicide squad on them and they all appear to be to do suicide (laughs) which is very funny and i never thought of it that way but when he walks in on them and they're all passed out and they're wearing a shirt that says suicide squad it's just very funny yes very well done i definitely appreciate that uh but this episode we sort of get into harley's psyche um we get in. We literally get into her psyche, seeing as they all go into it, go into her mind because she randomly freezes. Um, whatever, it's a cartoon. Take yeah. it as you will. I guess she gets fourth degree brain freeze, and I love when Ivy's like, "Psycho, can you like get us in there?" And he's like, "I don't know." She's like, "Just try it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, th- yeah, that was pretty good. Um, then we get into like her head, and we're we're starting to see Harley's memories and stuff, and um, we find out that she's like blocking some stuff away mm-hmm. um she they have to fight like little girl versions of harley because supposedly she was always bad even though that's not really in the lore mm-hmm. because like she was like bad and yeah then... that was a little confusing too because like e- even in other parts of the show she's like i've always been bad but like i don't think she was i thought she was corrupted at one point and i mean they even show her literally falling into the the vat but whatever i don't know the character that well 
Well, I think they're sort of saying that she had these tendencies and she like subdued them and bottled them up and Joker mm. sort of unleashed it and corrupted her. Yeah, I guess I could see it that way. Um, but yeah, towards the, ep- towards the end of the episode, um, we see how uh, she literally was like fully given into the Joker and it wasn't him that pushed her into the vat. It was her. She jumped right in for him, basically. And um she basically said, like, I don't want that to be part of my story anymore. So she manipulated it and pretended it didn't happen. Um, yeah. I mean, the reason why I wanted you to watch five episodes was really to get to this point. I, I think this is an, a level of emotional depth that I didn't expect out of this cartoon. Yeah. That basically she had built up this storyline in her head that Joker had thrown her into the chemicals and it didn't really go that way. It, she was so like codependent or not codependent, but she was so dependent on the Joker and so seeking his approval and and this obsession she has at him that she threw herself in. And it's just sort of sad and pathetic. That's why she tried to cover it up. And the fact that she, you know, sort of acknowledges this and then moves on. And now she's saying that her real origin story is when she broke up with Joker, I think is, now she's sort of a fully formed character. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. I, this was definitely the most important episode that you had us watch, and I, I understand why you had us watch this. And um, yeah, I, it was a good episode. It was it was definitely enjoyable. Um, I liked it for the writing purposes. I thought it was the strongest out of the five episodes that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about it until well, I'm uh, asked yeah, the question uh, towards the end. So at, at the end of both of these topics, we'll do like a closing statement kind of back and forth thing. So right. if you want right now, we'll move on to three South. Yeah, we can move over. Okay. And since, um, since I care about you guys more, I only gave you three episodes, not five. Um, I, I don't think we need to go even as in depth with these as the Harley Quinn ones. There's no real overarching right. stories. So yeah, right. there's no real story at all. Wow, coming coming in hot <laughs> and quick on the defense. Look at yeah. that, Jimmy. Why don't yes. why don't you take this up? Episode one. Let's get into it. Sure. So we have two best friends. They're Sanford and Dell. Um, the The beginning title makes it look like they're they've been friends for years, but at one point Sanford says, or maybe Dell says that they've been friends since high school. So uh, weird continuity thing, but they're best friends. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, in three South now. loses. Sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How dare you have continuity errors? Um, but um, yeah, so we're we're introduced to these two characters as they're stuck in college traffic, which I 100% like totally feel. Oh, that's a I remember. Real thing. Yeah, for real. yeah. I I remember moving into college, and it took us probably an hour to get like just to uh dan or like when we were in danbury it took us like an hour to get to westcon and it takes a it's that's not a short or long drive at all i mean even when i lived in new haven when it was like move in and move out time at yale you just knew to not go downtown right yeah uh so it was a very real thing and i was like oh this is like it feels like college and uh, I think a big overall thought about this show is that it definitely feels very true to like being in college and stuff. And um, I'm a big fan of um, the uh, Judd Apatow show, Undeclared. Uh, Dan, you watched yeah. that with me back in the yeah. day. And um, it felt a lot like that as a like it, it just feels very like true to life. And it, it's cool to have shows like that, especially in retrospect, because I went to college and I lived there. 
and um i know all the little tropes and stuff yeah, um, plus th- this came out like around when i was that age too right so for me it's like even a lot of a lot of the jokes in this are dated um but it feels like my memories of that time period and yeah. it's not like it's the first show to do jokes like that but now we've seen so much stuff especially with like the rise of adult swim and adult animation um so some of these jokes seem a lot tamer and slower uh in retrospect but when this right. came out i was like this is pretty good uh like th- the first time i laughed out loud at this is when um they find sister out sister that- gets hit by the car well, that's funny, too, because that's a recurring thing where she yeah. she just like gets drunk and turns into an oaf. Um, <laughs> yes. But when they find out that the person who was supposed to be their roommate, Cal, died and they're like, whoa, it's just us. <laughs> I know. They also and, have a great line there. I will say, like, to me, the funniest parts of this show are the throwaways. Yeah, they, with the absolutely. line. We know a dead person was really good. <laughs> and then they're introduced to their roommate, Joe, who's kind of like their enemy. He's, you know, he's the antagonist in the show. And uh, when he brings in a skeleton, they're like, oh, it's Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I also love, too, when Sanford is in uh, the dorm and he's talking to Dell in the window. And uh, Sanford was like, uh, did you bring your ass for? And then <laughs> Dell went, what's an ass for? Then he just goes, pooing yeah because it's like really got me because it's such a dumb joke and like sanford does a lot of those really stupid jokes especially in a later episode too i'm like these jokes aren't funny but it's still i'm still laughing i don't know why this is so good um and those lines are all really good unfortunately they're not held together with literally any plot in this episode no there's not much um but i do like that brian posein plays multiple characters in this show and one of my favorite is todd the albino ra who he has some really great lines throughout this (laughs) like it's uh in one of the next episodes when they're talking about the stomach pump he's like one of my students is building it on our floor (laughs) <laughs> it's just so silly that he would be into it um you know what the remi- the writing kind of reminds me of especially with the dumb jokes and like just the weird language it reminds me a lot of like trailer park boys with like just hmm. like little things like that where um <laughs> uh, somebody says um he can be one of those dumb people who can count real good like everybody loves rain man like that just sounds like <laughs> that, was that just sounds like a rickyism like it i don't know it just kind of reminds me of just these dumb people like with these d- other dumb people because like the college that they go to is apparently just like a nitwit school yeah as, uh, frank reynolds would say and uh, the principal i believe that was jeffrey tambor but he has some yes. great lines about it not being an ivy league school and yes. then eventually he's just like shut up <laughs> yeah um yeah. so episode two you want to move on jimmy you can yeah this or we could talk about uh, everything all at once i don't really care yeah i mean episode two is, is basically um the same uh, episode you know there's, there's <laughs> wow. actually more of a story in this day there is yeah this episode i thought was the weakest of the three to be honest um okay. but this Which episode one? the um the the roommate is making a stomach pump uh because he wants to transfer to a different college yeah uh this was his like fallback school so he wants to go to harvard so um the principal says like unfortunately hey, he... harvard already hit its quota of white male students yeah that was, that was also a really yeah. good line um <laughs> um so basically they were um uh i guess there's like a stomach uh he was taking a um a tour of like their medical facility is like finally you get to see some real medical equipment <laughs> and like it's just a piece of shit like they don't yeah, even have like all the regulations down. yeah so he basically says like hey if i can make this stomach pump uh work and then um 
uh, the principal like makes it this whole big thing. I don't even remember what Sanford he uses and Dell are it. doing in this episode. Sanford and Dell, this is the episode where they were failing out of class. So they had to pass their biology tests because they never showed up to class. And, oh, that's um, the first episode. Was it? Yeah, that's the first episode. <laughs> I don't know. I just wrote a block. This is notes. the one where Sanford gets bullied by the woman in the cafeteria. I oh, that was right. The third episode. No, Jeff, you're really <laughs> proving my point here. <laughs> my notes are bad. Well, OK, this continue. show's forgettable. Wow. 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 Uh, I mean, so you're you're not wrong. Literally, nobody remembers it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I said there's a lot of funny lines in it, but it'd be funnier if they were just all on a comedy CD or something. <laughs> uh, so basically this episode. Oh, this is the episode that they kind of like split off, right? Uh, they're not like really friends anymore. Nope, that's the third episode. Oh, See, my I'm right. This is what you guys are talking <laughs> about. Like the third episode is when Sanford is like this big douchebag because he's telling these bad jokes and they go to like the feminist comedy thing. That's the third episode. Yeah. The second episode or whatever you guys you guys i'm reading from a website like i'm not wrong well the second the third episode, episode sanford fears that dell will become mr popular after dell makes new friends with the newspaper club <laughs> and what's the second episode say sanford becomes the bitch to a female bully after stealing her personalized t-shirt meanwhile dean Earhart must boost interest in college gets his wish when joe volunteers to create a new stomach pump you're right. Yeah. Sorry. This My episode was the weakest. <laughs> this um, episode was the weakest. I didn't really like it that you much. You see a honest. lot more of that redneck character, though. And it's kind of funny because I forgot about him. But that laugh he does. I used to do that for years. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? Dan? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. Oh. And I would be like, what is he doing? Yeah. And I'd be like, it's from a show that I'll talk you into in 15 years. <laughs> uh, like 20 so yeah this episode uh, the next episode uh dell is working with the newspaper crew um he's starting to become friends with them um and he's worried about and sanford is sort of like with these other i guess like sanford's like trying to introduce to these people but he's wearing a shirt that says oh man i don't remember what it was well, he has an offensive one of them, shirt. Yeah, it's just yeah. like no fat chicks or something. No, that's the second one. Oh, I can't yeah. remember what the first one is. He takes off the offensive shirt to reveal a no fat I, chick shirt. Yeah. And then he it takes was, that off and he's Oh, he was saying and, and, and then people the, like, are really girls, grossed out. They, they like scream and pass out. I think the first shirt said drink till she's pretty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um which I mean, it's just like it's quite the opposite of the wokeness of uh, Harley Quinn, as we were talking about. Oh, before. yeah, for sure. It's totally timely. And like uh, so this episode, I think, was it the jokes were a lot tighter and it was a lot funnier. And I think that of the three, this was the funniest episode. Um, I would agree with that for sure, because like, there's a lot of really good stuff, even when like um Dell is on his own and he's with like the yearbook people. He's like, I wasn't very popular in high school. I was picked on by this group of people. And then they were like, we're in the yearbook staff. And he's like, that's the group. <laughs> it's just like the, the Brian, Brian Posehn's acting is so great. Brian Dunkelman's not so much. Um, Ooh, I've got yeah. a lot to say on that subject. Oh, uh, wow. I will say that to me, the funniest line or moment in this episode is when they're at the feminist comedian show <laughs> yeah. and yes. there's the very clear allegory for Janine Garofalo and her yes. like act is literally uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, 
She's, how about what's going on with airplanes these days? The patriarchy, right? <laughs> just, and they laugh. Yeah, that was really good. And also when uh, Sanford shows up with that shirt, Dell goes, I've known you for several years and you've never worn anything other than what you usually wear. Why do you pick today to wear that shirt? That like, was, it was really very self-aware. And I yeah, thought that it was, was really it, it funny. It was digging into cartoon tropes. That's very funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely agree. This was the funniest out of the three. I thought the first one was also very strong. Second one, not so much. But um, yeah. Um, I actually like the second one better um, than the first one just because it had a plot. Like, I mean, I guess the plot is that they moved in, but there really was no conflict or anything. It was just that they were in an unfamiliar place. Yeah. At least well, the I second thought it was, one. I thought it was also very funny, too, that they didn't start classes for three weeks and they thought it was the beginning of the semester. And then uh, their roommate was like, classes started three weeks ago yeah and i thought that was very funny that they weren't going to classes for that long like it's like a fear of mine when i was like in college like well what if i don't go to this class on time honestly and, uh, they just didn't not go to, for three weeks not to sound shitty but a lot of their like not understanding how to be adults reminded me of jimmy like how they just <laughs> how they just didn't know that they had to do laundry they were just like throwing their clothes out the window and stuff yes i was like, like that incinerator yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what they were doing. They, yeah. I, I keep throwing it down the laundry chute. I was like, that is an, a total Jimmy move. Or like, nobody yes. told me to go to class, so I didn't. Yeah, that's that you're correct. That is <laughs> I, I needed people to explicitly tell me what to do and where to go. Um, yes, I do have. I'm very absent minded sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about overall thoughts. Uh, no, not, not yet. Let's. Uh... Okay. I think this is the part where Dan and I are going to try to sway you. And we're going to, I think we should limit it so it doesn't get heated. Oh. <laughs> um, I think that, I, I think we should do that, Dan. Do you want to yeah. start with Harley Quinn? Give some pros. I'll give some cons. We'll try to convince Jimmy to uh, vote for or not vote for our topic. Sure. So, Jimmy, I think that the reason why you should choose Harley Quinn to win the showdown and why you should continue to watch it in general is because it fulfills three things that you like. Okay. Number one, it is very humorous and witty, which I think you've seen throughout the show. I'm sure you got some laughs out of it. Uh, number two, it fulfills a love of superhero, supervillain mythology, comic book stuff that is very fun. Like we said, mm -hmm. the action sequences are as good, if not better, than many of the traditional, you know, comic book cartoon shows. And number three, it has a level of emotional understanding and character development that we don't see in a lot of, you know, comic book shows or things like that. I think. Mm. The only thing that this show is going to do is progress. I have not watched season two yet, but I've heard it's pretty unanimously said about this show that it actually gets better in season two. Okay. And um, and I believe it's been renewed for future seasons um, on HBO Max. So now that it's sort of found its home, because don't forget, this originally aired on that weird Disney universe streaming thing that never worked. Right. I DC. feel like... Yeah, sorry, whatever. Um, I just feel like they they now, like, the show knows what it is and knows what it's going to be going forward, which is to 
just be like a humorous mirror held up to like superhero mythology and like to show why a lot of that's ridiculous. There's an episode coming up that I really wanted to show you, but it wouldn't make sense uh, that basically looks at Commissioner Gordon and what it would be like to be a real life cop in a city with a Batman and a Joker. Okay. And how he's just like completely fried and overwhelmed at all times. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of good stuff coming. Okay. I think that you shouldn't pick this one over mine because I think uh, without the DC property, the show would be nothing. It would just be like the awesomes on Hulu and nobody would give a shit. Um, The whole overarching thread about like Harley becoming independent. I get it. Two episodes, three episodes. I don't want to see it anymore. We don't care. She's independent. Do your own thing. Move on. Dot org. Jim, come on. And (laughs) I think that like, we like swearing, we like edgy stuff, but like we said, I think that they just still like not even just the first episode, there's plenty of swears just dropped to be dropped that aren't really funny. Like it's not timed well, it's not used for comedic purpose. And I think that like the, the third episode, so you need a crew, they bleep out the C word. Yes, the C word's very offensive, but this show is built on being offensive, right? And it feels not very brave and it feels inauthentic that they're not just. I thought gonna... that was weird too, to be honest. Yeah. And like I get it because it's a feminist show, so don't say the C word, but like, you know, the boys, they drop the C word all the time because just it Australia it, it, it holds different weight in different countries I don't right. know it just seems like fake progressive you know it's still corporate it's not like they care I don't know I think that just... can I have a quick rebut on one absolutely point? yeah my, my only rebut I mean you make some valid points um I I will say that the show's not to be meant to be transgressive as far as corporate allies. It's meant to be transgressive in the form of what it is to be a, a comic book show. But my real main rebut is just, and maybe it's just because I did a poor job explaining what's coming up, but you said we get it. She's breaking off on her own. She's going to be your new thing. That's pretty much over at the point where we're at right now. We've pretty much closed the chapter on that. And now the series going forward is about how do you be an independent like what is it to be a supervillain and and it deals with the idea that some supervillains kill some of them just rob basically harley has to decide what she wants to be i still don't think that like that could hold for several seasons but that's just me moving on i've only watched one season so far i just ripped my notes in half by accident (laughs) i tried to turn the page uh so yeah pros for three south jim i think that I think this is right up your alley. You're a little college boy. You're 26 years old, but you're stuck in that mind frame because that's just who you are. And that's fine. You're a little coming of age, man. That's you can totally be that. You just be you. And I think that it's right up your alley. It's one season. Sure. It it didn't see any mainstream success, but it's one season. It's done. You can enjoy it. You can revisit it in a couple of years. I'm going to continue watching the season. Then I probably won't watch it for another 15 years. And then I'll try to talk my daughter and her friends into it when they go to college i don't know who knows what could happen um i think that it's like you said you don't have to invest a lot of mental energy in it too it's not plot heavy it's just some silly jokes it's like shows you like like trailer park boys like undeclared though i mean trailer park boys have been going on forever but undeclared is another show that's one season and really right. great and uh i think that's why you should finish watching it and why you should pick it over harley quinn wow all right here's my rebuttal Yep. I, I think Jeff did a great job explaining why you would like the show and why you should continue watching it. I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't 
continue to watch it. I think you should continue to watch it. I think there will be really funny things in it that you'll enjoy. I'm here to convince you that Harley Quinn is a better show and that it should win the showdown. So I just think that Harley Quinn has more to offer you. Sure, there's funny lines and throwaway dialogue and little classic bits that you'll enjoy in the remaining few episodes of 3 South. But it's not going to ask questions that you have to think about. It's not going to have interesting takes on characters you love. It's not going to be something that's talked about around the water cooler or the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, watch Three South, laugh at it, talk to it, talk about it with Jeff. But <laughs> but acknowledge that you know Harley Quinn is a better show, and it should win okay, the showdown. And now my rebuttal: Yes, Harley <laughs> Quinn does have amazing animation. It's great to look at. It has the money behind it. It has the resources. It has a built-in fan base already. But is it as fun? I don't know. Maybe maybe you don't have to think about it. Maybe you just want to have some quick laughs. Because we picked the show. Well, Dan picked Harley Quinn first, and I picked another comedy show because I think Harley Quinn is more of uh, you know, just if you hear about it, it's it's funny, right? That's what it's marketed to that. It's this lighthearted, funny, adult animation show. So now I think we are going to ask you which show wins the show wins down. the showdown. Okay. <clears throat> my pick for who wins the showdown, my own personal opinion that I liked better is 3 South. Yo! Oh, I was not expected. I literally Really? did not expect it. I was like, there's no way Jimmy's picking this over Harley Quinn. Cause in my head, I was like, Harley Quinn is kind of like the prequels where it's shiny and nice. And everybody <laughs> of a certain age likes it more. Uh, and three South is just like this, the holiday special. <laughs> so I'm disappointed. Not that you chose three South, but that you gave into the worst aspects of your nature. Okay. Dan. <laughs> Ask Jimmy if he was talked into your show, and then I guess I'll ask him if he was talking to Three South, but I think it's a yes, but this is kind of the format we're doing. Jimmy, were you talked into Harley Quinn? Yes. Um, okay. it's, uh, it's a I honestly don't soft, care yes. at this point. Wow. podcast, <laughs> Jimmy. What? Oh my God. Wow. He's really I just didn't bad. realize that... Uh, Honestly, like, I'm going to let you talk, Jimmy, but this is what I want to say. This this episode could not have gone better. I just think it's very interesting that I picked a show that was indicative of, like, sure, you can criticize it as being part of, like, woke culture or, like, uh, social justice warrior cartoon show. But Jeff picked, like, the most broiest bro down douche chills show like the guy wears a no fat chick shirt and you're supposed to root for him and like so the line was drawn in the sand like are you gonna like the last jedi or not jimmy are you gonna vote for the snyderverse or not and and i mean you made your choice and i'm sad about that as your cousin so so uh did i talk you into three self Yes, you talked me into three south, and I assume um, I did not talk Dan into three south. You guys ready for the Snyder cut? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan, um, did I talk you into three south? <laughs> uh, no, I mean it was fine. It was very dumb. <laughs> um, I guess I can give my overall thoughts about both of them first. Uh, I'll I'll talk about um three south first. Oh, I guess I should say Jeff. Did I talk you into Harley Quinn? 
No, I yeah. I I love the animation. I it's think too that SJW it, for you, right, Jeff? No, it's not. And in my prose, that's what I liked about the show. I like that it's doing what it's doing. I love that kind of stuff in the media that we consume and i've said that many times i don't know it's just i wasn't interested in it and it seems like it's i don't know it seems like it's trying too hard like there was a lot of stuff in there that was funny that i did laugh at but like overall i don't care i just yeah don't plus care it's annoying it. there were so many female characters that talked <laughs> you're just you're just building up this <laughs> something to be mad at that isn't real it's so okay. funny uh, so uh, I'll talk about three South first because uh, I mean that that was my winner. It's not a clear winner. Um, it, it, I did have to think about it a lot because Dan, you really did talk me into it during this episode. Um, when I first I talked watched you to three it, South, no, you talked me into uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. um, but um, I think three South. I found more like haha funny. I definitely laughed a lot more with uh, yeah, three agree. South because it's it's a goofy show, goofy coming of age story. Uh, these these dumbass kids are just getting into shenanigans. I just thought it was very funny, and I always appreciate these little pearls that like people just don't necessarily remember or they didn't even know about. I like that it's like underrated, and uh, it's just one of those things. And uh, Harley Quinn is not, and um, it, which isn't really why I did I picked that over Harley Quinn. Um, getting to Harley Quinn, um, I had more problems with it than I did with other things um i think my big problems uh come from obviously the i think a lot of the comedy writing is just not there um in my opinion um i've there are a few things that i laughed at like the shark repellent of course but that's also a thing that it's a reference to a thing that i know um and um I, i do agree with jeff if this wasn't a dc animated property um, it wouldn't be held up in this regard. And like, I, I can totally see why things are like used as like properties. Cause like, I know them, I know a Batman. I know that um, I'm going to be more inclined to watch a Batman thing than I am a Joe Schmo episode of a TV show. Um, but I don't see it being as transformative as a character piece as uh, I guess you're kind of looking at it as, um, I would much rather read a Harley Quinn comic book that's in the same vein than uh, an animated TV show because I don't think they would be going for the laughs in a comic book. They would be going for more of the emotion. Um, they'd be going for more um, like character-driven things. Um, I also feel like they don't know their characters that well. Um, I mm. don't... I was, not a f- I was not a fan of Poison Ivy because it didn't feel like poison ivy and it's totally fine doing a different thing with a different character um but like the point of poison ivy is to like seduce people into like killing them and she didn't feel like that at all in the show and then almost well, feel like a hindrance well the, that's the point of poison ivy in like media but if you read poison ivy in the comics she's like an eco-terrorist she doesn't even like humans yeah i mean uh, maybe i'm not too familiar with her um but like I know her from the Batman movies, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's just transgressive. Like you, you, you say that um, you know this this property wouldn't work if it wasn't in the Batman universe. I think it's the idea that they're telling this story in the Batman universe is what makes it appealing. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I think that takes it away from me. Like obviously, I was pointing out cons more than I usually would in a show because we're doing Showdown. Um, I still would have been a no. 
but I probably wouldn't have shit on it so hard. But yeah, it just it didn't. It's the same thing. Like it doesn't feel like it belongs in the DC universe and putting it in the DC universe doesn't do anything extra for me. If anything, it takes away from it. If these were new characters, sure, it wouldn't be as successful because it doesn't have that draw. But I think that you can get away with more without having the restrictions of like Jimmy didn't like the character of Poison Ivy because it doesn't live up to who Poison Ivy is to him. If that was a brand new character, that limitation wouldn't be there. Yeah, and he it might have liked there. it more. Yeah, but that's kind of a cop out, though. We read comics all the time. I'm not saying it's not. We read comics all the time where they have like tremendously different takes on characters. Yeah, and what I, I'm they're not. Like I'm not totally stories. pooping on that because like even the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe does that. And if you do yeah, it, yeah, well, to me it's this is like fine. an Elseworlds. It's like an Elseworlds version. Yeah, of that's that's fine. But it, I don't know. Gotham, it didn't, where it, Batman is incompetent and Commissioner Gordon is stressed to the max. If this was like a an animated movie, because DC animation is great overall. If they yeah. did like maybe one movie a year on this i would have been like that's a cool series i'll follow that yeah Yeah. but it's just Uh, like two seasons is a lot of like the same it just seems like one joke to me yeah i mean i I don't have a whole lot more to say about it um i do agree with you it's it's cool to see a deconstruction of harley quinn um because i think she is an underrated character and i did really like her relationship with poison ivy um which isn't something that i am super familiar with um, I know, like, I don't know, I was on Tumblr 10 years ago. I know that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy sometimes hook up and, like, sometimes it's, like, a thing. Um, well, they're it, part of the Gotham City Sirens, which is usually Harley okay. Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy yeah. sort of teaming up. Yeah. Uh, I thought their relationship was cool. Um, I definitely shipped them. I could totally see them, like, getting together towards the end of the series or something. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm at least going to give Harley Quinn another shot um i just remember like finishing it and i was like eh i thought it was fine um it just there was nothing there that like really appealed to me um other than like anything else like there's other dc things i would rather give a shot like i heard like um doom patrol is really good so i'm gonna give that a shot at some point um but yeah that's sort of where i'm at but like i'm a yes to both of them um i just felt like i was connecting a little bit more with um three south as like a cartoon just something to watch to enjoy to laugh at yeah i'm sure there's a lot of guys on the internet who agree with you that three south is a better show yeah there he it, goes it's again totally there cool to pigeonhole people it's it's great i love it when that happens on this show what um, did i say i'm sure they're predominantly guys yeah you know yeah um, I mean, obviously, I don't want to come off as like gatekeeper or anything on the show. I love different like different takes on different superheroes and stuff. I just thought it was it was weird with some of the choices that they made. Um, but hey, man, Bane voice. It was in the cartoon. It's so, That's it's all so I funny needed. how Dan's getting so mad when like we both didn't hate the show. You were a yes. I'm like a mediocre. No, <laughs> but no, I'm just... not. I'm honestly not mad. And uh i guess i'm just surprised because three south was just way worse than i thought it was gonna be i'm surprised too because i still really enjoyed three south but it wasn't as good as i remember (laughs) no i mean i've heard you talking about this show for years now and it always sounded really good to me and then i was like this kind of sucks like it's not bad but it's just not good i don't know if it's (laughs) just like nostalgic for me even though i never watched it before but like 
going back to like that kind of. I like, didn't even era get into it, but Brian Dunkelman is one of the worst actors I've ever heard in any he was, media. He was, <laughs> bad. Yeah, bad. he was he was not good. His timing, <laughs> even for animation, his timing was really off. Um, so Dan, next week let's let's bring the spirits up a little bit. Okay. We, we sometimes the three of us get stale, so we need to have some guests come on to revitalize our podcast. And you wow. have reached out to somebody to talk us into a topic that I'm pretty interested in. That's right, Jeff. Uh, I have been a fan online for a very long time of a gentleman named Justin Bolger, who writes under the name The Apex Fan. Um, he's a social media maven. He's worked for Lucasfilm. Uh, he's done a lot of podcasting, a lot of writing. And I asked him to be a guest, and he told us that he would like to talk us into Babylon 5. So and then that's you told what's him gonna no, happen. and then yes. he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> no, honestly, like, usually uh, when we reach out to guests, uh, I ask them to, like, come up with a few different suggestions because right. the three of us have seen a lot of things and read a lot of things and listened to a lot of things. And honestly, he was like, how about Babylon 5? And I was like, weirdly, that works. <laughs> <laughs> was that his first choice? It was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, next week, Justin Bolger will be talking us into Babylon 5. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can people find the podcast online? They can find the podcast at Talk Me Into on Twitter, at Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com, uh, where you can say that uh, Jeff and I aren't as woke as Dan, because you're correct. Uh, that is absolutely correct. Um, ja, dude. Ja, bro. <laughs> and, um, yeah, do uh, any reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts is greatly uh, appreciated. And uh, we'll be reading all of the five-star reviews. Um, definitely a lot of five-star reviews after this episode, I'm sure. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you personally on the web? People could find me on Parlor's Resurrection. No, I'm kidding. On Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-
So, Jeff, before we do the next segment, do you know yeah. how many episodes uh, you're giving us? Yeah, I've created the playlist like two months ago. Jimmy, same file or you want to start a new one? Yeah, same file is fine. Well, how okay. many is it? Three. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dan had five. Uh, I literally did have five. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. If, it. You, if you have five for a reason, whatever, I just pick three because I don't remember it. It, it doesn't matter. Hold on, I might be able to trim one of these out. Like, I, I definitely want to okay, do episode well, five. You Give me one minute, later. Jeff. Give me one minute. It's not going to be a playlist. It's on fucking HBO Max. How would there be a playlist? I have to tell you which episodes to watch. You could just say it's in the show notes. Nope. Just if you just give me one minute, just one Jimmy. minute, you could stop. This fucking guy. This guy, Jim. <laughs> oh. I have like I have spread. Oh, it. Shut the fuck up. You're getting taped, five episodes taped to my wall right now. I said I said do five, and you said no. No, I was you trying to help you, but you can't shut your mouth. I'm talking to Jimmy right now, Dan. Okay, well let's record this. <laughs> you start it, Jeff, and go over I'll however it's it. going to work. I'll start it. Come hey, on Jeff, down start it. for the start it, Jeff. Oh, this... <laughs> Jimmy, can you fucking mute his mic or something? <laughs> he had a it's bit the delay. It's the delay, Je- Jeff. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. I, w- I just thought of the bit. It wasn't planned, but you you f- Start it. over it. Start it. 